0: SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Attacks against foreign owned shops spread to the Free State and Kassatu gets permission for its drive slow protest. Good evening, I'm Greg Host with the news at 6 pm on SAFM. Attacks against foreign owned shops have spread to the Free State. Residents at Mao King Township and Kroonstad have looted shops belonging to foreign nationals. Earlier this week, foreign owned shops were looted at Diepsloot, north of Johannesburg and some Port Elizabeth townships. Kronstadt police spokesperson, Tabuditabe.
1: At this present moment, the situation is calm in Kronstadt.
2: No one has been arrested and there's only one key to get that has been registered. So there's no one that has been arrested.
0: Police meanwhile continue to monitor the situation at Boysons Park in Port Elizabeth after residents looted foreign national shops and blocked roads with burning tires. Earlier, a Somalian shop owner was killed and a shop petrol bombed. Since the start of the protest on Tuesday, 30 people have been charged with public violence. The dead man's cousin, Shakir Adams, says they fear for their lives.
3: We've been harmed in this country, we've been killed all the time, we've been looted, everybody knows, but nothing helped. So we ask the government to wake up and look after us, because we're
4: under the government.
0: The High Court in Johannesburg has granted Kasatu permission to go ahead with a go-slow protest against e tolling on roads on Hauteng's East Rand tomorrow. The Labour Federation received permission to protest on the N3 and N12 freeways, among others. Last week, the Johannesburg Magistrates' Court denied Kasatu permission for a protest on the N1. Kasatu's Dumasani Dakhile.
5: We'll be gathered tomorrow next to Boros Church, which is Kondamashakami and Riff Road, uh, after 7, we'll then proceed from there to join N3, and from N3 we'll then join N12, from N12 we'll then join R24.
0: South Africa's budget deficit in April, the first month of the new fiscal year, came in at 41.2 billion rand, substantially worse than the 26.4 billion rand gap over the same period the previous year. The Treasury expects a budget shortfall of 4.6% of GDP for the financial year. Concern about the growing deficit is one of the factors, along with a stronger U.S. dollar, that have pushed the rand lower. The currency today breached the 10 rand to the dollar mark for the first time in four years. The rand is currently trading at 9 rand 99 to the U.S. dollar. The Constitutional Court has reserved judgment on whether it's unconstitutional to criminalize consensual sex between children between the ages of 12 and 16. This means the judges will consider arguments submitted to them by the applicants, the Teddy Bear Clinic for Abused Children, and resources aimed at the prevention of child abuse and neglect, RAPCAN. The respondents are the Minister of Justice and the National Director of Public Prosecutions. The clinic and Rapcan had asked the court to confirm a judgment of the High Court in Pretoria that found that Sections 15 and 16 of the Sexual Offences Act were unconstitutional because they required the prosecution of children involved in consensual kissing and sex. Five Rwandans have been arrested in Britain following a request from Rwanda to have them extradited to face trial for genocide and crimes against humanity. BBC's Mary Harper.
4: The five men have been accused of organising killings
3: during the genocide of 1994, in which hundreds of thousands of Tutsis and moderate Hutus lost their lives. Rwanda's chief prosecutor, Martin Ngoga, said he
1: hoped the British courts would move quickly to extradite the men so that they could, in his words, face justice. It's nearly 20 years since the genocide, but a number
3: of those accused of leading it are still at large. Some of them are in Europe.
0: Top story attacks against foreign-owned shops have spread to the Free State. Residents of a township in Kronstadt have looted shops belonging to foreign nationals. The next news bulletin is at 7pm. For SAFM, I'm Greg Huss. SAFM Market Update with Money Web.
3: Five minutes after six o'clock, Hilton Tarrant with you on the market update on this Thursday evening. First up, the business news. The National Credit Regulator has accused major unsecured lender Capitec of contraventions of the National Credit Act. According to a statement from the bank, notice had been received by Capitec from the NCR, alleging contravention of the NCA, including in relation to initiation fees charged on one product. Capitec said it is not practicable to estimate its financial effect or the amount of any possible outflow. It said it had investigated the allegations and has taken legal advice and believes the matter will be satisfactorily resolved through due process. Very little is known regarding the nature or severity of the accusations being made by the NCR regarding Capitech. Standard Bank said on Thursday net interest income after impairments for the first four months of the year had shown pleasing growth over the same period in 2012. The bank, which is 20% owned by China's ICBC, said while fees and commissions have recorded positive growth, costs continue to be affected by the continued weakness in the RAND. And growth in credit demand by South Africa's private sector accelerated to 9.13% year-on-year in April from a revised 7.85% in March, Reserve Bank data showed today. Expansion in the broadly defined N3 measure of money supply was also higher at 9.98% year-on-year in April from 8.07% the previous month. Turning to the markets, the JSE's all-share index ending the day up 1.72%, 41,941 on the all-share. Gold shares up 11% on the day, the resource index up 4%. The rand, through the 10 rand markets, at 10 rand 01 to the dollar at the moment, 15.20 to the pound, 13.05 to the euro gold at $1,412 an ounce, platinum $1,475 an ounce, and a barrel of rent is at $102 SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb.
4: Well, David Shapiro,
3: 10 rand to the dollar.
4: Yeah, your salary in dollar terms is worth a lot less than it was at the beginning of the month. Mm. Beginning of the day, even. 2%. I think, you know, the market reacted to Zuma's speech in Pretoria this morning. I think he failed to give investors any kind of assurances either on labor policy or on uh, growth policy and i think it was after the speech that um those you know investors just began abandoning um the Rand. I think it, it's also hurting the bond market if you look at bond rates. And strangely that's playing through to the property market. Property market one of the only areas um, that was under a lot of pressure today. So property yields adjusting for um, for bond yields and knocking the property sector. I think it's a bit exaggerated but anyway just to give you reasons why it's happening.
3: Peter Artard Montalto mm. the uh, Nomura analyst one of the uh, foremost I guess um, foreign analysts on uh, ...on South Africa. Quick note on uh, the RAND going through 10. uh, The original second quarter forecast from Nomura was 9.50. And he points to the president's speech as well. He says it fell flat, and this is a quote, with zero new policies or reassurances to the market, which, let's remember, was the primary target of the speech. Rate hikes are still not a near-term option unless the uh, RAND goes parabolic.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well... It, it the market actually picked up the gold price rise. You mentioned gold shares uh, was actually a combination of the weaker rand, but also higher gold price. But the gold price had absolutely nothing to do with uh, uh, with the rand. It was more. Uh, and yesterday I wasn't here, but the market came down on worries that Bernanke was going to withdraw his stimulus program. Today he's going to put it back on again. Why? <laughs> because growth came in lower than expected in the United States. So, you know, the day before, we had great confidence numbers in the United States. Oh boy, you know, the, the economy is boiling, therefore Bernanke is going to pull back. Today it's the other way around. So, the euro improved against the dollar. I think it's gone above 130 there and of course that triggers uh, mm. uh, demand for gold shares and so on. You know, back in stimulus, we go back to that, that, that play. So the combination just sent gold shares rocking. I mean, Harmony was up 17%. That's massive. Uh, Angler gold gold fields eats up around about 10%. So generally, the gold miners, are, uh, sorry, mining shares had a pretty good day. I think Kumba was the only one that came up, came off, but it's had a good run in itself. The rest of the market uh, uh, kind of mixed, although the Randhead shares obviously did well.
3: David, where where the weaker rand is going to hit us all is in the petrol price, obviously. Mm. Uh, you don't The, know the average, <laughs> the past 30 days, uh, mm-hmm. we're still sitting pretty. We're, we're still okay, um, under recovery of about half a cent, that's fine. Uh-huh. But as mm-hmm. of today, mm-hmm. and this is before it even went through 10 rand, mm-hmm. we are under recovering 64 cents a litre. So you're so likely another... In f- July... Yeah. We're going to get a, a significant
4: a 50, 50 or a rand, mm. another rand. You know that the inflationary impact is so great because it's it's almost every aspect of business that we do. Uh, you pay transport costs, so it's, it's it's quite a scary outlook. And I think the big worry about the economy is what where's the momentum going to come? You know, to going to come from to actually turn things around. The, your story on Capitec was also hurt... You know, it's still hurting that side of the market. Unsecured mm-hmm. lenders are under a lot of pressure today. Capitec lost another one and a quarter. Able keeps going down and Transaction Capital also another one that's starting to lose ground. Let's bring in Peter Major Mining
3: Consultant at Akadi's now. Peter, Harmony up 17%, DRD up 11%, Anglo Gold up 11%, Goldfields up 10.5%. Would sound great if uh, these shares weren't as bombed out as they've been over the past couple of months.
5: You're exactly right. 100% Hilton. Yeah, sounds fantastic. But they have gone to levels I never thought we would see them at. And it's as we always see in the market when it runs up, especially the volatile shares, especially the geared shares, they always run up way too much. They always run up much more than they can justify on their earnings and dividend. And likewise when they fall, they always fall way too low. People seem to discount them like they will go broke and we're always saying mining companies can't go broke. They got the ore on the ground. They'll just reduce and restructure to what it stays to take, what it takes to stay alive. So yes, they were greatly oversold, but boy, I never thought we'd see them bounce back so much so quick in one go.
3: Peter, the Rand gold price, 454,000 Rand a kilogram, Uh, that's substantially better than these guys uh, would have received for gold in the first quarter.
5: Yeah, it's really good. It's still only about what they've averaged for the last two years, but they didn't have bad margins two years ago, and they have had working cost increases, probably another 25% over the last two years, but... This is not a bad price. They've got lots of room to maneuver here. And if the price stays here or goes up further, I don't think there's a need to retrench any more people than have been. It's can they work with the unions and, and control costs, just halfway control costs compared to what they've done, and they can hang in there.
3: Peter Major, money consultant at K D S Corporate Solutions. How's that, David? Even with the big fall in the gold price, they're sitting... Kind of where they were two years ago, if not
4: yeah, better. Yeah. I, I suppose the worry continually is um, what what's Labour going to do? You know, yeah. are they going to continue to demand uh, higher wages and just keep pushing costs up? And I think that's something that Peter's been talking about a lot. Um, you know, that the mines have lost complete control over that. But I mean, at these levels, the miners must be all things being equal, uh, miners you know could do incredibly well. I
6: wonder what it means to the platinum producers as well. Ten years ago we hosted the inaugural Kimberley Process Summit for the second time South Africa is chair of this important international structure. On behalf of all South Africans, I am proud to welcome back members of the Kimberley Process to a renewal of our collective commitment to an equitably Prosperous world. Free of conflict diamonds. This message is brought to you by the South African Government.
3: Fourteen minutes after six o'clock, while well, South Africa's largest food producer, Tiger Brandt, off with first half results to the thirty first of March today. The concerns in the market in the broader economy. Over lower growth, consumers are under pressure. There are high levels of debt amongst consumers. A lot of this is not new. We have been talking about this for a number of months now. Panic, obviously, today over the rand hitting 10 to the dollar, even though in the past 6 to 12 months it's arguably weakened far more. We welcome Peter McLaurin, Chief Executive of Tiger Brands, uh, to the program. Peter, I've sketched a scenario. This is the scenario we find ourselves in, in in South Africa. Where are you seeing the pressure on consumers most acutely in your different businesses?
1: Good evening, Hilton. I It's it's in many ways across all of the businesses. And so what I'd say to you is that whether it's in our grains businesses, although those biz, some of those businesses have held up reasonably well, right the way across to some of the personal care and confectionery businesses um, which are more discretionary, you see the impact on the consumer basket right the way across there no there are no soft areas or easy areas in this area in this case.
3: I really liked what you said the results presentation this morning. Uh, you said a rand makes a difference in price, and you sketched the scenario of how traders and and shops, cash and carry type outlets are really focused on, on competing hard on those prices given where consumers are at the moment. Is this, is this the environment we, we find ourselves in?
1: Absolutely right. Um, and it's not just guys in, the, in the sort of the independent and the wholesale sector. You'd see that right the way across, whether it's a shop right or a pick and pay. They're all looking for what's the best value proposition they can put on on shelf for for consumers. And so by definition, between themselves and ourselves, there's always a, a great deal of uh, uh, interaction around how do we deliver the right value proposition. We believe in our brands. There's been lots of sp- price restraint on our side. You've seen that in the rice business and some of the other businesses. And so, you know, this isn't only at the bottom end. And therefore, a rand does make a difference. Um, And the guys in the independent sector feel this most acutely because, guess what, you know, they don't have the kind of deep coffers that some might well assume some of the larger guys have.
3: Peter, in the South African business, you did close the transaction uh, to acquire Mrs. Ball's chutney. That, I'm guessing, is a a once-in-a-decade kind of deal.
1: Yes, look... um, and this is not just about sentiment. If you look at our culinary portfolio, the Mrs. Ball's brand fits perfectly in our, in our culinary portfolio. We believe that uh, as we've done with all gold as well as with Cross and Blackwell, there's some innovative things we can do around that brand. We can bring it to life. It's an iconic South African brand. Um, and we've now got to demonstrate that over the next couple of years to consumers and to the investors because we paid a, a good price for that.
3: Looking at the numbers, turnover for the six months to be 31st of March up by 20%, uh, 20 20.6%, 14 billion rand, headline earnings per share up 4%, and uh, were it not for the effect of uh, Dangote flour mills in in Nigeria as well as uh, your rice business here in South Africa, operating margin would have been flat. Let's get into Nigeria. You now have three different businesses there, UAC, Delhi, and uh, Dangote Flour Mills. The scale of that business is just astonishing. 13% of group turnover. This is the size today of your groceries business here in South Africa.
1: Mm. And, and, and absolutely right again. So when we decided to go into Nigeria, into the DFM business, we said three things. One, it's in the correct categories categories where we've demonstrated real competence and leadership in South Africa. B, they have great assets. We might well have to fix some of those assets and put in new processes to ensure greater efficiency, etc. But there are also categories where you're seeing some significant growth, particularly the pasta categories and the noodles categories. And, of course, downstream uh, in time we'll put bakeries. So we would have that mill-bake wheat chain that runs and should work well for us. The business, however, needs a lot of work. Um, we put in a strong team, uh, and in addition to that, we have using Accenture to roll out an ERP platform, I think we told you today, and we work with Bueller out of Switzerland to make sure we can optimize the capability of the equipment that we have in place. So there's a great deal of work to do here, Hilton, I must say that up front, but nothing that we've not done elsewhere before.
3: Peter, just to close off with your outlook for the second half of the year?
1: Um, and I think we've said it, continued difficult times for the consumer. Given where the rand has gone now, we anticipate more cost push. And, and, and I think uh, given the lack of employment creation in the economy, as everybody has talked to, we, we're in for, a, in the domestic sense, a rather difficult time, which means manufacturers such as ourselves have got to take other costs out in order to make sure we remain competitive out there.
3: Peter McLaurin, the chief executive of Tiger Brands, David. Uh, tough place these guys it's find themselves I, I, in.
4: I'm it. sure, and uh, you know, Peter's at least he's open and honest about it. I think exacerbated by having to restructure Dangote there. She's come back, but you know, it's come back from about 330 at the beginning of the year all the way to, to 290. So a lot of correction has taken place there. Um, I was surprised that it actually held its own today, and maybe this is the level which uh, investors are quite comfortable to, to buy and wait.
3: It's almost 20 minutes after 6 o'clock. Well, Jersey listed retailer the Foshini Group out with full-year results today. Retail turnover by, up by 10.9%, rather. Headline earnings per share up by 11.2% for the group, with its well-known brands such as Markham at Home, Total Sports, Do South, Exact, American Swiss, and, of course, Foshini. Earlier, I spoke with Chief Exec- uh, Chief Financial Officer rather, Ronnie Stein and put it to him that The year really was a tale of two halves. At the half year, six months ago, the business was cruising, but sales in November and December especially were disappointingly low.
2: Yeah, 100% correct, Hilton. Uh, As as you correctly say, our earnings at the first half were up 17.1. Second half, which is very heavily dependent on uh, Christmas trade, um, was affected by November and December, which were poor months. Uh, November was the worst month for all retailers, and December didn't live up to our expectations either. Although if you look at the different product categories, I think we did relatively well in clothing, cosmetics, and homewares. Where we fell down was in fact in jewellery and in cell phones, which are the high-ticket items, and it became apparent to us that those weren't the items of choice for customers over the festive season. Because if we look at trading subsequent to the festive season, uh, the uh, all components, jewellery and and uh, cell phones, started to to trade at normal levels once again. I'm afraid the damage uh, was done to some degree in November and December.
3: Do you think perhaps that consumers looked at their looked at their finances in kind of the November-December uh, period and and maybe tightened their belts uh, perhaps a little bit too much?
2: No, no. I think what what seems apparent to us is that the reduction in the uh, unsecured lending mm-hmm. happened. Uh, the reduction happened big time in in November. Um, credit turnover was down in our business as well as cash turnover. In fact, it was the only month of the year. We credit turnover, and our business grew more than cash turnover, so it had a big influence on cash in that month and a lesser influence in December. So we think that's the big influence.
3: If we look across the categories, the one you didn't mention, the star performer in the group, uh, the Homeware and Furniture category. Yes,
2: home- no, no, on no, that did extremely well. I mean, mm. turnover was 18% on that particular business, so we're very, very happy with the results.
3: Just digging into the debtors' book, 2.6 million accounts, uh, debtors' book of 5.2 billion rand, uh, your net bad debts, you've guided us, uh, the, the the number increasing from 9.4% a year ago up to 10.3% uh, as a portion of that book at the half year and now at 10.5%. That uh, that trend, I guess, is not going to get much better. Yeah, well, well, if if
2: you look back at a half year, it was already up to the 10.3 level Mm. at the half year. Mm. So it's moved now from 10.3 to 10.5. But we do think it's going to uh, get even worse in the the current uh, year. And um, we're not sure how much worse it's going to get because we've put a lot of mitigating factors into play. But we think it certainly could even get as high as 12.
3: You are being more careful, though, in, in how you are granting credit.
2: Yes. No, we already uh, – we, we changed our scorecards already last November, mm. um, which um, incorporates a lot more uh, uh, items, which means our credit granting has been, uh, I would say, more secure. We've also um, moved or are in the process of moving a lot, a lot of our late-stage accounts from the credit bureau, uh, the credit collectors, outside collectors – To ourselves, we have a new call center, so we've got plenty of capacity for that. And already uh, the portion we brought ahead uh, is uh, performing much better than those that are done by the outside collectors.
7: Ronnie,
3: the standalone credit business, RCS, you own 55% of that business. Uh, Interesting to see the trends there as well, in that you have uh, actively got the the number of personal loans as a portion of that total book down quite significantly over the past five years.
2: Yeah, look, in actual fact, if you look at RCS, by far the biggest part of the business is its transactional lending, and that's through the RCS card and all the private label cards. The unsecured lending portion only represents now 26%. So it's quite different to the typical uh, unsecured lenders in in the marketplace. And as you can see, they performed extremely well during the year. The earnings were up uh, 22%. And if you look at the bad debt statistics, also looking very good. We also expect bad debt to get worse in the next year, but they come in from, I would say, relatively low levels. And the uh, provision as a percentage of the non-performing loans sits at a very healthy uh, 122%.
3: That's Ronnie Stein, the Chief Financial Officer of the Faschini Group. David, in the prospects... Line of the announcement. We believe the group is well positioned to once again produce solid results in the year ahead, although caution is warranted given the state of the consumer environment.
4: It was better than the market was expecting. I think the market had braced itself for a very poor result, and that's why it moved up 3%. You know, if you look at this result, if they can sustain even these kind of results on a year to year basis. It's not expensive. You know, it's a one, it's a one retailer that I think stands at a multiple of what, 10, 11? Mm. And a very healthy dividend yield of uh, four to four and a half. I think even on a forward it's like five. So, you know, it's a one retailer, if they can't sustain it, it's not
6: expensive. Ten years ago, we hosted the inaugural Kimberley Process Summit. For the second time, South Africa is chair of this important international structure on behalf of all south africans i am proud to welcome back members of the kimberley process to a renewal of our collective commitment to an equitably prosperous world free of conflict diamonds this message is brought to you by the south african government
1: Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Conditions apply.
3: My Money is brought to you by Capitec Bank. While well, trying to make sense of bank charges sometimes feels close to impossible. Solidarity's Research Institute publishes an annual report on bank fees, and while simpler, it still runs to 88 pages. Earlier, I spoke with Paul Hubert, senior economist at the Solidarity Research Institute, and asked him about the shift by banks to bundles, where banks are trying to get customers to move to the all-in packages for 100 rand or more a month.
7: Uh, well, yes, uh, there are different types of bundles first of all, uh, some of them offer a specific number of a specific of each specific type of transaction, mm. and some others offer for virtually all electronic transactions uh, unlimited uh, transactions for this fixed monthly fee. but all of them do have certain uh, transactions that do still carry fees. Uh, in, a, in a pay-as-you-go uh, manner. So, say, for instance, uh, depositing cash or uh, uh, depositing a check or other kinds of getting a, uh, a full statement stamped from the bank and, and so on. They all do have certain fees still attached to them. none of them are totally unlimited or everything included in the bundle. So people still have to check whether it fits their needs. And of course, it can go to the other side as well. People... You see, well, oh, it's going to be 100 rand, uh, and let's say they don't fall into any of the pitfalls that that uh, boost that cost uh, in the end. Uh, but they actually only do three or four or five transactions a month. Mm-hmm. They, they're very really light users, and they could actually just be on a normal pay as you as you go uh, type of uh, uh, bank account, and they could save quite a quite a bit on bank fees.
3: That's Paul Ubarra, the Senior Economist at the Solidarity Research Institute. And my money was brought to you by Capitec Bank.
1: Invest in a Capitec Bank fixed-term savings account and you could earn up to 8.5% interest per year. Choose between single or multiple deposits. Terms range from 6 to 60 months. Rates are fixed and you'll never earn less than 5.35%. Visit www.capitecbank.co.za for more info or visit your nearest branch. Conditions apply. Capitec Bank. Simplicity
6: is the ultimate sophistication.
3: Well, just before we wrap up on this Thursday evening, David, uh, we hope
4: I guess, but tomorrow is a little bit less volatile than it was today. (laughs) I I don't mind volatility as long as the market's going up. I don't like volatility in the other direction. I can live with 10% increases in in gold shares. Well, you don't own gold, do you? (laughs) No, no, I don't. But I mean, mining shares, it's nice to see them recovering. But it is, it's very difficult to read. It's very difficult because... Um, we, we've got both local and offshore. There's mm. two, different two different influences that, that, that are that are knocking us well, about. Two different influences mm. and mm. two different
3: parts of the jsc yeah. yeah. uh, And a lot of people speculating that this might be the start of, of some sort of rotation out of some of the overpriced um, stretched stocks to, to some of the bombed out.
4: I think so. You know, you, we might see it. It's, uh, it's very difficult to read. It's very difficult to read reaction to results as well. At the moment, so, uh, I don't know, I, you know, to put fresh money into the market now is the challenge, not the old money that's been there. Well, It was
3: a day where the JSE ended up 1.72%, 41,941 on the all-share. We saw gold shares up 11% on the day. the ran currently at 10.01 to the U.S. dollar. Well, that's a wrap from the uh, team. This has been the SAFM Market Update with MoneyWeb. We're back at 6 o'clock tomorrow.